Broadcasting from the Stolen Droids Hangout, it's the Stolen Droids Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Stolen Droids Podcast. I'm Zoner. And I just realized I don't know if it's Stolen Droids Podcast or the Stolen Droids Podcast. Uh, we could ask Jonathan Colton on that. We he could. doesn't know either, though. None of us do. None of us do. David Nett had no clue. Man, we haven't talked to people for off. a long time. I know, I know. I, I I should probably turn off Hamilton here while I'm doing this. Um, but speaking of people we haven't talked to for a long time, congratulations are in order for our friend Lisa Foyles. She just had a baby girl, so yeah, uh, congratulations to her and her husband. Sorry, guys. She's married. Yeah. There are sad days everywhere now. I know. God has been crying all day. Have you seen the rain that's been happening? <laughs> Holy crap. It took me an hour and a half to get home because, like, I, the gates of hell opened up over Davis and Weber counties in, in northern Utah, and it just was not something that was going to be conducive to an easy commute. Yep. Um, hey, we want to give a shout-out to our friends over at trekradio.net, kryptonradio.com, openbookaudio.com, stitcher.com, WP Cycle Web Hosting, Radio KSCR, and Geek Factor Radio. It's a lot of people. It is. It's a ton of people. What's up with that? Are we, like, just popular? I guess. What's really crazy is to think that at each one of those places I just named, there are a ton of people working. So, not just shout-out to those names but all the people who work at those places that end up supporting us yes and who i not only support us but tolerate us with open arms <laughs> my wife doesn't even always do that i know that's saying a lot that's saying a lot hey um so we have a bunch of headlines for us this week and strangely none of them have to do with anything we talked about like last week it seemed like all of our headlines were about samsung's exploding and apple yeah and yeah there were a lot of there was a lot of bomb news last week like, yeah this week we only samsung. have we only have one follow-up to samsung and we have no apple i'm kind of surprised that it didn't make another news cycle you know, I am too a little bit, although there is, you know, there is a hack floating around. We posted it on Twitter and on Facebook, so go check it out. Uh, but, you know, if you want to add a, a 3.5 millimeter headphone jack to your iPhone, there's instructions on how to do it. So, Indeed, indeed. I um, always I, love the modding community. Yeah, I, we should we should make note, though, that you get what you deserve. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we get into our headlines, we do have feedback. Oh, nice. Indeed. Uh, this one comes to us from Paul. Uh, says, the headphone port. It occurs to me that the main people set to benefit for the quote-unquote revolutionary iPhone 7's lack of a jack are the headphone manufacturer. Wait, as I remove my tinfoil hat from the drawer. What if Apple owned an overpriced headphone company that needed an excuse to sell fanboys headphones that they already own, only this time with a different port on the bottom? Is that something Beats might benefit from? Also, not sure if you've heard the complaints about the slight humming noise coming from some iPhone models. Not too much of a problem, as it is hardly noticeable aside from the users that report the humming noise is amplified when the phone records audio and video. What will Apple's PR department say about this? With Apple literally providing one of the most lazy updates to the iPhone and Samsung turning into a terrorist sweat dream with the Galaxy Note kaboom, where does it leave the phonescape for the rest of 2016? Also, do you think the new Google Pixel launcher is a signal that the, Lexus, that the Nexus line is dying? 
Thanks, Paul. Um, you know, I, I love that. The I'd Samsung for- Galaxy Kaboom. Yeah. I love that. I had completely forgotten that Apple bought Beats. Yeah. I had completely yeah, they- forgotten about that. You know, the interesting thing about that is I think he's got a point. I mean, he facetiously joked about, about um, you know, putting on the tinfoil hat and alluding to conspiracy thinking. But I don't think that that's too far off from the truth, to be honest with you. I don't either. I think he's dead on on that one. And I think that's one of the reasons that Apple was so happy about this. Oh, yeah. Now... Um, there was a video you posted that uh, we all watched of uh, a gentleman testing an iPhone 7 against a Galaxy S7, side by yes. side. Yep. Uh, he recorded video. He took pictures. Um, in many cases, it was. I thought it was most interesting that the iPhone had a much narrower uh, field of view on the selfie cam. That was surprising to me as well. Which, if you're taking selfies, actually makes sense. It, um, credit where it's due. Good job, Apple. Um, the selfie cam makes sense to have a tighter lock on just your face. Whereas when he was taking a selfie with the S7, it was a much wider angle of view. Which makes sense if you're doing it with friends. Um, you know, tomato, tomato. And exterior shots and high-definition shots and low-light shots. Um, S7 won a bunch of them iPhone want a couple of them, but by and large, today's phones are what you expect. The Other than the field of view on the selfie cam, the front-facing camera, the second most amazing thing that stood out to me was when he was recording video, and we should really find this link and put it in the show notes, when he was recording video, the S7's microphone sounded amazing. So much better. And the iPhone's... The iPhone 7's microphone sounded was, like trash. Was crap. Yeah, it, it was garbage. Which is honestly surprising. Look, I give Apple crap, but the fact is they're a top end phone manufacturer, and this is their flagship phone. I expect yeah. all top level phones to have kind of the same quality. And it was just amazing. I wonder if there's something going on with the iPhone 7's mic. Paul mentions here in this uh, in this feedback that there's a slight humming noise coming from certain iPhone models now. I wonder if there's a problem with the microphone that came out. Uh, could be. Could be. Maybe. maybe they, I mean, if there's a humming noise, it, maybe they didn't shield... Some of the wires properly or something. We'll remember, too, now that the iPhone 7 has stereo downward-facing speakers, which means the microphone is next to one of those speakers. Yeah. So, yeah, you might be absolutely right that in their attempt to miniaturize it all, put two speakers down there, put a microphone with the speakers, they simply didn't shield it enough. Yeah, very. I mean, that's... I, I can totally see Apple doing it and then coming back and saying you're talking wrong. Yeah. Sorry. Your <laughs> mouth works incorrectly. Learn how to speak properly, he says, away from the mic. Good job, Zoner. I did that on purpose, actually. <laughs> Though it would be an awesome feature. Like I said in last week's episode, Apple, no one wanted stereo speakers. No one is actually going to care that you have stereo speakers. No one wants stereo speakers. No, the Apple fanboys care. I don't because, think they do. Because then they can, the hardcore ones. Although, you know, I will say, I think that the Apple fanboys are becoming fewer and farther between. Did your voice just change? 
No, I don't think so. Take a drink. You sound different. I probably uh, should. I think that I have like some spit stuck in my throat. Yeah, there it goes. It, it's just cleared. I'm so glad I could actually like point that out to our audience. Ha, 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 ha. Zoner with his black lung. Um, but, <laughs> no, that's Schmitty. <laughs> I, I think most people who are Apple fanboys have like the Apple approved Bluetooth speaker. They don't use stereo speakers on the phone. They already have an external speaker for this. Is is that a Beats unit? Probably. Because <laughs> I have a Beats pill. I really like it, actually. Um, now, what Apple should have done, and uh, this would have been just incredible, instead of putting all that R&D and money and PR into making stereo speakers no one wants, they should have like come up with a new microphone array. Something that makes it so you always sound crystal clear. That would be nice. That would be nice. That's useful. It is. Maybe something with multiple speakers that would help cancel out unnecessary noise or something. I don't know. Just a thought. Like a built-in parabolic, micro-parabolic mic? <laughs> yeah. Did I say speakers? I mean, like, microphones. So. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, something like that would have been great. No, we got stereo speakers. That would be innovative, I dare say. Um, now, as to the second part of Paul's question, uh, where do we stand for the rest of 2016? Well, we're going to bring up uh, a headline where we talk about this, because this is going to be something in the show. Well, let's just do it right now. Okay. Well, uh, Google is having an event later. Oh, geez. And I what is it? October up. 4th, I believe? Yeah. We, this was the last headline on our list, so now we have to go back down to it. October 4th yeah. is going to be a new Google event. Um, they have a teaser, and I have to stress that. It is a teaser in the truest sense of the word. It's tiny. Um, but they obviously reference a phone, and they do bring up that they're going to be launching the Pixel and the Pixel XL smartphones. Now, Paul also mentioned the Pixel Launcher. Which is getting a lot of good reviews. People really seem to like it. I'm a Nova guy, so I haven't tried it. I, and see, I use Nova as well. Um, I tried using it, but unfortunately, if you don't have a Nexus phone, there are certain features that just don't work on the on the Pixel launcher. Which is really frustrating. Yeah, indeed. Now, I'm... <sighs> I am torn about this. I don't like Pixel as a flagship name. I don't either. It makes me think of like something very small and insignificant. Right, right. I, I mean, and which is funny because Pixel originally came to, the, to common use with Google when it came to the uh, Chromebook Pixel, that yeah. stupidly expensive Chromebook that couldn't do anything, but sure cost a lot to not doing it. Hey, if you're not going to do something, at least make money not doing it. What? Whereas Nexus made sense from a name standpoint, and, and it really had that brand recognition, which they then drove into the ground by not supporting Nexus phones first the way they said they would. Yeah, that really, that that's kind of ugly, the way that that all went down. I mean, even now... People are still waiting for the for what is it the nougat update mm -hmm. on their Nexus phones. It's like and Google has has done this for years with their stuff, but they have a very bad habit of giving you about eighty percent of what you want in a phone or in a product. And we can talk more about this with with Allo as well. Uh, but they give you about eighty percent of what you want. And the rest is just a buggy hot mess. 
and they never go back and address the issues. I mean, for years there's been issues with battery or memory leaks that cause battery issues and all sorts of stuff with um, Android. Mm-hmm. Get it and, to market. Get it to market. Oh, there's yeah. something wrong with it. Yeah, and you know, at least Apple says, "Oh, there's something wrong with it. Let's fix it." Google says, "Oh, there's something wrong with it." Radio silence. And it's very frustrating for a lot of Android users. Well, and- that's not accurate either. Microsoft goes back and fixes it. Apple pretends Apple says that it's not actually an issue. You are mistaken. Google goes radio silent. Yeah, well, Apple will fix it though. I mean, you look at oh, yeah. the Apple Maps and stuff. They'll fix it on the download though. Uh, but you're you're exactly right there. You're exactly right. But yeah, Google just goes radio silent. And so with the Nexus phones, I mean, they're beloved. I love my Nexus Five. I still have it. I'm using a Nexus or a S7 right now, a Galaxy S7, but only because I had the opportunity to upgrade, and there wasn't another Nexus phone available. The Nexus phones are great. I love them. But Google has kind of neglected them over the years. Right now, so. At the same time, Allo, which we'll get into next, we'll just jump right in. We'll, we'll, this will be the Google portion of the show. Um, it kind of signifies that there, things are changing with Google and things with, or with with Android as well. Google now, gone. The new beta yeah. of the search function, Google now is gone. It's just flat out gone. It's not referenced. It's not in legacy code. It's just ripped straight out. Well, Allo launched this week, and we got to play around with it some. And well, bef- before we get into Allo, let's let's talk some more about Paul's question and where where we see the future oh, you're of right, the you're phone. Right. We didn't skate. finish that up. Um, no, I expect good. that there will be more phones. There will be more phones. I think. I think you know we could probably bet money on that. I think uh, the V twenty LG's V twenty is going to be a very popular phone. I think it's going to help bring uh, LG out of the slump that uh, that the G five created. I don't think Samsung is going to be able to recover from the Galaxy Note kaboom. However, I don't think it's going to be enough to topple them from the top of the smartphone list. It may close the gap between them and LG, but I don't think it's going to remove them from it. Yeah, I tend to agree with that. You know, I was actually talking with a coworker and he was talking about Samsung. And we talked last week how they sold off their printer division. Apparently, this guy that I work with was saying that a lot of that is due in large part to the costs that they are incurring, the expenses they're incurring with this recall. And there is, I, he started listing off a, a huge list of things that Samsung has been liquidating in order to free up the capital. And he, he was saying that it's all tied to this recall. So this recall is is hurting them. Well, truth be told, companies don't make as much off of the sale of phones as we'd like to think they do. Hardware is always expensive. Apple didn't make all that money selling you iPhones. Apple made all that money getting you to buy an iPhone so they could then sell you apps. And overpriced accessories. Right, right. That's where the money's at. And Google gets that money because of the App Store, because of Google Play services and the App Store. Samsung wanted some of that money, which is why they were talking about bringing out a Tizen phone, but it never really took off. So they're still stuck making hardware for Google, essentially. 
they make this hardware so Google can print money with it. Now, I'm not shedding any tears for Samsung. They still make plenty of money. Don't get me wrong. But it's not like the $800 phone, $700 of it went to profit. It's expensive to make these things. There's a lot that goes into them. True. Although, it's not as expensive as one would have you believe. No. They are making a, they are making nice profit. They are making, they're making enough of a profit that they were, that they, someone at the higher levels was able to say, yeah, we could give a two for one deal for everyone. But. Yep. Just imagine that means that they effectively halved their profits and now they have to pay to recall. Yeah, that's not good. No. That's not good. That that would have been a great gambit had they not had to recall. It really would have, I think. Yeah. Okay, so now into Allo. Oh, oh sorry, sorry. No, 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 we're not done. Um, because the Pixel's going to launch, and it's going to immediately sell out on pre-order, and then it's going to be impossible to get anywhere. Uh, the, Moto, the Moto X is going to be one of those fancy phones that we never see in stores and no one ever seems to have. <laughs> Isn't that how they go though? You know what I'm saying? It's like, Oh, that's a fancy yeah. phone. What is it? It's a moto. How is it? Eh, I was going to take it back in. Yeah, that is, that is a good, yeah. Good representation there. Yeah. Um, now I, I think we're going to see personally, I think we're going to see a lot of the status quo with phones kind of from here on out. I don't see anything real, groundbreaking i mean google you got the lg v20 like you talked about and then you've got google pixel phones the google fanboys are going to go nuts for them because that's what we do i'd love to get one myself but you know i'm not going to go out and trade in my s7 for something that could be a steaming turd so but yeah i think it's going to be a lot of the status quo yep i agree um so that's where we go Unless BlackBerry releases some breakthrough phone that just blows us all away. I think we're going to be pretty accurate on this one. But moving into Google Allo. So we talked about Duo a couple of weeks ago. Their one-on-one video app, kind of like FaceTime, right? And we had mentioned at the time that we still didn't really know what Allo was supposed to be. Well, it launched this week, and we very quickly found out what it is. We also very quickly found out what it's not. Which is useful yeah it's it's a nice one trick pony um so allo is a messaging app can you send a message to someone oh yeah can you send group messages like a conversation oh yeah in fact it reminds me a bit of slack that way yes um can it send pictures sure can it send um voice messages yeah video messages sure stickers oh yeah because that's super important Especially um, if bull's twerking. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a twerking bull in there. Um, I don't want to know what demographics they're really aiming for with this app. I think they're, I think they're going for farmers in their late teens, early twenties. So like children of farmers who just want to get out and experience the world. Farmers growing up experience b- enough bulls. They don't need to see a bull twerking. They actually know what happens with a bull. <laughs> They've been up to their shoulders in cow. They don't need to. They don't need an icon on their phone. Quite literally. Um, now, its extra trick is 
incognito mode, which is still kind of limited. So I could open up an incognito message with Zoner and everything that he and I type is quote unquote encrypted. And after an hour, the messages are invalid and cannot be retrieved by the phone. And even if I don't have any privacy set on my lock screen, if my phone is locked and he messages, it doesn't show up on the lock screen. It just says, you've received a message. That's all it says. It doesn't say what his message is. Whereas if we're having a conversation in Allo that isn't incognito, it actually shows me what the message is on the lock screen. Yes. So that's kind of cool. Here's what it can't do. You can't use it on your computer. You can't send a text from it. Meaning you can't actually text from your real cell phone number. An SMS text. Uh, you cannot use a voice over IP number. So my Google number that I use doesn't work. I find that interesting that a Google product is not compatible with a Google product. Right. Go yeah, figure. Uh, and incognito can only do one-on-one -on -one messages. It can't do group. So... So everyone knows, and I'm, maybe I'm giving too much information in my personal life here, I have my cell phone number, and then I have my Google number. Now, I've had that Google number for nine years now almost. It was originally my cell phone number, and I transferred it to another carrier, and then I transferred it to another carrier. And then when I got my Galaxy S7, I had to get a new line to, get, to qualify for the buy one, get one free. So what I did was I got a new line, and I converted my existing cell phone number into a Google number, attached that Google number to my S7, so you can still call me on the same number I've had for almost a decade. You can call me, you can text me, anything, and I get it on my cell phone. But because it's now a Google number, and Schmitty, by the way, is the one who showed me how to do this. He does this all the time, and I see why now. I can open up Hangouts on my computer or anywhere and text people from my computer or receive texts on my computer, or initiate calls, or receive calls on my computer. I don't have to have my phone all the time. And in that way, it's very much like Slack. I'm free to use Hangouts. I can use Hangouts on my phone. I can use Hangouts on the computer. I can use Hangouts on my tablet. Doesn't matter. What Allo forces me to do is it forces me to have a conversation that's once again limited only to my phone. So if, if Zoner and I have a conversation in Hangouts using SMS, I can then go to Hangouts on my computer and the conversation is still there. Whereas yeah. if we have a conversation in Allo, I then go to my computer, the conversation's gone. It is forcing me to once again use another messaging app for no particular reason. Other than they could do it. Yeah. Now... Interestingly enough, the Google Assistant, which is still in beta, is in Allo. So you can chat and with the Assistant. That is actually the one high point. Is it, though? Uh, considering all of the drawbacks, I mean, you look at, I mean, you just listed a bunch of, a bunch of drawbacks with, with Allo. You know, you, a lot of people saw this as Google's response to WhatsApp. Yeah. And WhatsApp has desktop clients. You can use it in your browser. You've got, I mean, obviously on your phone, you've got your apps. 
And there's a lot of features there. You can text, you can do all sorts of stuff with WhatsApp. So a lot of people were expecting that Allah would, I don't know, come close to that. Whereas it's like, I mean, WhatsApp is like on the rocket train going through Japan. And Aloe is on the short bus licking the windows trying to keep up. Yeah. And right. not even doing a good job. And what's worse is, so if Google Assistant is supposed to supplant Google Now, how do you do a voice search using Google Now on your phone currently? You say, okay, Google. Yeah. Boom. It's open. How do you do a Google Assistant search now? You got to open the app. You have to open your messaging app? And I was thinking about this. And, you know, Samsung has S Voice. Is that what it is? I've never used it. But it's kind of, uh, you know, it's their equivalent of Google Now. And I'm thinking with the, or with the changes that Google is doing with Google Now and the Pixel Launcher and all these changes that we're seeing, what if the Google Assistant and Allo are, what if, I mean, obviously this better just be a starting point, but what if it's going to become more baked into Android so that it's not a separate app? What if, you know, the Google Assistant is going to become Siri or S Voice or whatever for, for the Android platform? I'm sure that will be the case. I, I'm positive that will be the case. But if, but when that happens, do we then have Google Assistant on this app and on this app and on this app and on the underlying phone? I think that it's eventually going to get baked into Android. That's my guess. Here's I could be hoping. wrong. And, he, and uh, here's hoping they figure out how to improve it or else hopefully it just doesn't interfere with Cortana then. Because I'm going to switch back to that. Yeah, I keep thinking I need to try Cortana. <laughs> She's especially great when integrating with Windows 10. If you have Cortana on your Android and you're signed in with the same account you use on your Windows computer, uh-huh. which honestly, this day and age, why wouldn't you? The yeah. way she integrates with your computer is awesome. And see, that's what I need to do. Mm. I, I really need to do that. But uh, maybe I'll do that later tonight. Um, but yeah, you know, it's interesting, though, because... Google had alluded, I don't think they actually came out and said, but they had alluded that there was going to be a lot of privacy with Allo. And that's not the case because it's storing everything. And who knows what else it's sending, sending to Google and whatnot. With the assistant baked in, I imagine Google's getting a lot of information. Right. They talked about end-to-end encryption. Hey, your text messages are encrypted now. If you use incognito mode, it's just gone. Everything's encrypted. Everything is you know, totally secured. And I kind of spitballed back when this happened that this was probably an answer to like the San Bernardino shooter's iPhone. I remember yeah. where the FBI said, hey, Apple, unlock this phone. We want to see the texts. And now Google's saying, well, if we do this, it, it basically stops any of those issues before they ever come up because we can't get the information. The information's gone. But it turns out that's not actually what they're doing. The information's still going to Google servers. Um, it's still getting intercepted at some point. It's going to be, t- I believe it's actually just acting like incognito mode on your browser. And if you read the incognito mode uh, on Chrome, let's see here. Um, uh, oh, they changed it. 
They changed it. Um, I'm going to read to you exactly what the uh, Chrome incognito mode says. Pages you view in incognito tabs won't stick around in your browser's history, cookie store, or search history after you closed all your incognito tabs. Any files you downloaded or bookmarks you create will be kept. However, you aren't invisible. Going incognito doesn't hide your browsing from your employer, your internet service provider, or the websites you visit. Um, I say they changed it because it used to say your spouse. Oh, did it? Yeah. Yeah, it used to say that. They took that out. Um, probably because it does kind of work against your spouse. But anything that carries a text message, anything that carries a message is inherently already in the middle of this man-in-the-middle attack, including Google with any encrypted Allo messages. So really, Allo's incognito mode is only really good when you're trying to keep text messages hidden from a spouse. That's what it's for. Yeah. I'm not going to lay judgment at anyone's feet. I'm just going to say it's funny to me that Apple is constantly trying to censor people so they don't accidentally get porn or even sometimes intentionally get porn. Whereas Google saying, yeah, sure, here, we're going to make this real easy to have an affair. You know, I hadn't <laughs> considered that, but that does make a lot of sense. I'm definitely putting words in their mouth there. I, 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 I don't think Mountain View actually wants you to have an affair they're not actually madison i'm just saying I, I it's funny the difference in philosophy there yeah um in other google news though only kind of this is a follow-up to all samsung's drama they're well, fixed just just real quickly going back to the allo edward snowden said remove it from your phones and never use it again i mean that's a that's a big privacy issue there so that being said he is kind of extremist in that. I so. know some internet security professionals. They are all extreme. Yes. Like, you want a really secure computer? Air gap it. But by the way, it's really hard to browse the internet on a computer that isn't hooked to anything. Yeah, that's that's true. That's very true. So... Um, okay, moving on. Moving on. Samsung had announced, and we talked about it last week, that they will uh, si signal whether or not you have a good phone by changing the battery icon to green from white. This week we learn, well, and we always kind of knew, we just forgot. They may not be able to do that. Google has very strict design implementation guidelines saying how things in Android can look. And it currently... Which it's funny because Google doesn't even adhere to it half the time. I know. Google has said that if you want to do this, you have to have a white battery icon. I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 was, I was waiting to see who was going to talk first. See, here's the thing. I think the battery icon up in the uh, taskbar is kind of unneeded anyway, but that's because I spent a whole lot of time customizing a, a, a Zuper widget to do that for me instead. In yeah. fact, I've blacked out my entire uh, bar up at the long the top, the status bar. My status bar is entirely blank. Oh, nice. Um, if I want to see anything, I drag down from the top. But I personally find colored battery icons to be tacky, garish, uh, unneeded. That is my own personal opinion. And the real strength of Android is the fact that we can 
customize to our heart's content until we have the phone that is, in our opinion, the best looking phone out there. There are people who love all that information. I don't see why Google even has it in the dock saying that you cannot do this because it seems to be limiting Google's real strength in the first place. Well, there's yeah, that is true, but you know, I understand that they kind of there are certain things that they want to be universal across across the board. The battery icon color, the Wi-Fi color. Well, sure. Thing- look, look how well that worked for Microsoft with Windows Phone. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think that that's. I I think that that's kind of why they're doing it, but. Yeah, I, they spell it out pretty clear. Status bar icons have to be white. They aren't allowed to be green, which is what Samsung wants. But I guess they are working with Google. Um, Hiroshi Lockheimer, who's Google's senior vice president of Android, Chrome, OS, and Google Play. He's also evidently uh, two-thirds of the Axis powers. Yeah, I, I saw that. I'm like, what the heck is kind his of middle name, name Francisco? That? that would be awesome. Ferdinand. That would be awesome. But he said that Google's going to grant Samsung an exception and a white border instead will be kept around the battery icon to help with legibility. I, that's not a horrible idea. How about they just add an icon up there that says no splody? <laughs> a picture of an explosion with like the no smoking thing through it. I haven't helped you when that icon changes to just the explosion <laughs> and the frowny face. <laughs> You're going to end up looking like Two-Face from the Dark Knight. Ditch that phone fast. Yep. (laughs) It's just just like the Grim Reaper scythe just suddenly shows up in your status bar. You know at that point it's time to get a new phone. The girl from the ring comes walking across it or something. Oh, geez. (laughs) She crawls out of your screen. (laughs) Oh, that's terrifying. Someone needs to make an app for that. Okay, so... Yeah, like a live wallpaper where you turn it on and it like actually takes a picture of your your home screen with icons and everything and it is able to insert the image of the girl walking on into your phone like behind the icons and shuffling in front of them. Oh my goodness, that's awful. That was a creepy movie, man. I got to say I did enjoy it. Oh, I just thought of some really fun things to do with HoloLens once it comes out. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> Halloween's coming up. Every new HoloLens comes with a free pair of underwear. <laughs> You're going to need it. Can you imagine how terrifying that would be? Oh, people would literally piss themselves. <laughs> they test it out in Best Buy and they have like the puddle zone where you have to go try it. You go stand in a big litter box. Ugh. <laughs> I've never actually watched any of those movies. I can't. Dude, you're Japanese. I'm a wuss. Yeah, and we're screwed up, man. Yeah, you are. (laughs) We are really screwed up. Yeah, Yeah. I can't watch any. I'm I'm horrible with horror movies. The Grudge, The Ring. I mean, those are all Japanese horror movies, man. I saw saw Grudge, too, against my, my wishes. I was dragged there. It wasn't good. I did not. I did not have an enjoyable time. Oh, I bet. Well, you don't do zombies either. I do fun zombies. 
There's no such thing as a fun zombie. Oh, that's not true. Warm Bodies was fun. Shaun of the Dead was fun. Oh, okay. I'll give it to you. I guess, I guess, um, iZombie. Yeah, that's pretty fun. Zombie Survival Guide by Max Brooks. That's hilarious. That, that is true. That, that's good. Reason. Max, uh, World War Z, the book, not the movie. Was great. Yeah, those ones I'm okay with. I'd say the audio book. The audio book was one of the best audio books I've ever read, listened to. Because you don't read an audio book, obviously. Right. In fact, you don't even know how to. I don't even know how to. I am very illiterate. I look at comic books just for the pictures, and I listen to audio books. I'm listening to the audio book for Les Miserables right now. Is it in French? <laughs> It's not. It's translated. You but it's poser. Fifty-one CDs, dude. Wow! It comes with its own iPod. Yeah, obviously, I'm not listening to it on CDs because they're on MP3s. But yeah, it's a fifty-one disc audio book. That is insanity. Do they sing the book 32. to you? Oh, that would be awesome! But no, mm. no. There's so much useless history in there, though. Uh, speaking of useless, uh, your Yahoo account. <laughs> Hacks honor is in effect. So I thought this was really interesting. This was really kind of bizarre because we started seeing these headlines saying breaking Yahoo may be announcing that they've just that they've uh, been attacked and compromised. I'm like, that's kind of unusual. We've never seen like a, a lead up to that before. Yeah, I thought it was a little unique. Very unique. In fact, it was so unique that I actually started getting messages from my from my work because we have different Google we have different Yahoo accounts saying, "Okay, start changing up all the passwords just in case because this may be coming down the pipe." It's like I, I don't I'm think we've ever had this before. Yeah, I'm trying to log into my Yahoo account right now. It gave me the option to secure my account. That is all. I couldn't sign in. I'm now being prompted to use a new password, enter mm -hmm. a new password. Well, see, here's what's interesting is the fact that a lot of these places are saying, yeah, um, we believe Yahoo will be announcing soon that uh, 200 million user accounts were compromised in an attack from about two years ago. And then an actual release came, but not from Yahoo. But it is an official release saying, no, that number is much closer to 500 million. That's an insane amount. Yeah, it really sucks. Yeah. That really sucks. 500 million people. Now, this is this is a hack that I think we actually talked about a few years ago, didn't we? Because it happened in 2014. And I remember receiving something from Yahoo and saying, oh, you know, we got to change your password. Okay, whatever. And that was kind of it. They didn't really elaborate. But now they're saying this is like state-sponsored hacking, which kind of surprises me. So I don't even know if I even have a password. Yeah, I haven't. I honestly have not used my Yahoo account for anything other than spam for I don't know how many years. Mm. 
Holy crap, there is a lot of garbage here. <laughs> a lot of garbage. Are you just now discovering? No, I I just never log into my account. So it's kind of kind of crazy. 336 and I've already deleted a bunch. So tells you how often I go into my account. Well, I used to use this account when uh when Google didn't actually have Gmail. So Yeah, that's when I used my Yahoo account as well. Before Gmail, and since then I've used Gmail or Inbox. I just want to delete them all. Oh man. Wow, I actually have like two different Yahoo accounts. Do ya? Nice. Weird. Okay, so <laughs> that was random. Yeah, this is yeah. Yeah. So yeah, if you're a Yahoo user, just you know, you're welcome. Go change your password. I'm kind of tired of every week hacks on or being in effect although it wasn't last week but. well and thankfully it's what did you do to piss off the russians i don't know talked bad about trump probably i i'm trying to normally it's me that pisses off the different ethnicities well it's you know it's what we do we'll, we'll piss off the north koreans here before too long i'm sure we've done that many times over well but- Again tonight. <laughs> Where, oh, yes, that will be happening. We're not really a website they can see anyway. I need a, a, a dedicated listener who's listened to all 285 episodes plus the SOPA special, so 286 episodes, to tell us if we've ever really said something that really pissed off Russia. Russia or China. Because it seems like they're just really going after Zonar. Can't figure this out. Um And I know you were trying to lead me into a segue for North Korea, but we're going to go with Michelle Obama instead. (laughs) Well, we're talking about hacking, so, I mean, it all kind of falls together. Yeah, this one is kind of um, frightening. So a staffer in the White House um, who is, you know, they use staffers for all sorts of different things. This particular guy um, is one of the event planners. He, He plans travel. Right. His email was hacked and in his email was a full, full size color, legible picture of Michelle Obama's passport. There's so much wrong with this and probably the most wrong thing about this is that I can't actually put my finger on what's so wrong about this. Yeah. Okay. That sounds confusing, but let me explain. Okay. I need to schedule a trip for work, okay? And I don't schedule that myself. We have someone who schedules it for me. I'm going to be traveling to Australia, and she needs to book international travel for me. She needs my passport information. Well, what's the easiest way to do that? I snap a picture with my cell phone. I send it over company email, right? She has my passport number. She has a picture of me. She has all the information. She can book my international tickets. Right? Did I do yep. anything wrong? 
not you were not secure, but that I mean you did what you did. I did what I did. I did what any normal person would do. Now, someone hacks into our email system and they specifically hack into her email, not because they know what she does, just because through some vulnerability hers is the account they get. And whoop, they pull up that picture of my passport. See, I I I not that I'm defending anyone in the White House cuz I've really come down hard on them for their security in the past. But this headline would have you believe that someone hacked a top-secret military system while trying to find presidential family information, when really what happened was an email address got compromised, and the email address happened to be that of a staffer who's in charge of travel arrangements. Now, that being said, something that the article doesn't state is what email system got compromised. If this was sent to Gmail then yeah, the White House has a lot to answer to, like why they're sending anything to a off-site or a third-party email provider. If it was the White House's or the government's actual mail system, well, unfortunately, we know they're already in there. Russia got in there before, and it looks like this may have been uh, the same Russian hacker who did it. Yeah, this is... This is interesting. And, it, you know, we know that they got the first lady's passport. You know, what else did they get? How long were they in there? Right, right. And if they only got it from this particular staffer, here's hoping he didn't have anything else. But here's where my well, real... And what's the luck? I mean, of all the people who they could have got, they get the one guy who's got sensitive information. Well, and, and that is kind of the question, too, right? I mean... Is this simply the only one we heard about because they did get sensitive information? That it could did, be. Did he actually yeah. gain access to like 500, but most of them were absolute crap and absolutely nothing of interest was in there? And here is my real issue, the real problem I have with all of this. Because again, look, I'm not defending the Obamas here, but what else do you do? There isn't a system in place for transferring this information. If someone says, hi, I'd like to receive payment from you, you don't snap a picture of your card front and back and send it to them. That's dumb. Yeah. There are ways we have in place. You have PayPal, you have cash, you have, and that's the app that's not actual cash. There are many, 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 many ways we've developed to securely send payment that protects you from nefarious users, from stealing from you, right? Yes. But when it comes to transferring personal identity information, we're still stuck with, hey, why don't you take a photocopy and send it over the phone line? Or, hey, why don't you take an actual picture and email it to me? Yeah. Yeah, I, I guarantee if you ever want to apply for a loan and the bank is asking you for proof of uh, identity and you can't go in, they will accept you photocopying your license and faxing it. Yeah, which is not very secure. Not very secure at all. So 
I, I'm mad about this because one, it was done and you're right. Who knows what other information was there, but two, that it happened through no fault of any one person, just a actual systematic failure of the system. That could happen to anybody, especially me. It probably has. <laughs> yeah, let's be honest. I'm sure it's like a regular thing for me. <laughs> Next time you go to the airport. Oh, we see we're recently in Berlin. What? Wait, what? Um, okay, so speaking of hacking. <laughs> uh, I love this headline so much. Um, so Reddit managed to bring down North Korea. Their entire internet. Now, it took some doing, and I will read for you exactly what happened here. Um, quote, one of North Korea's top-level name servers was accidentally configured to allow a global DNS transfer. This allows anyone to perform a zone transfer request to the company to the country's ns2.kptc.kp name server to get a copy of the nation's top-level DNS data. Long story short, you simply run a request against the transfer of that. Dear Lord, there's an autoplay on that site that was loud. Yes, and it's like in Korean, <laughs> which is hilarious because it's an English website. Um, but so that was really loud right in my ears. <laughs> so you do a request against this DNS site and it says, um, let me work on that. But while I'm working on that, here's all of our websites. Most people don't know what their websites are. Most people don't know that they have internet in North Korea. Yeah. I didn't. So this person posts them all on Reddit. And I can say all because there's only 28 of them. There are only 28 websites in North Korea's version of the internet. As one Redditor pointed out, that means there are more websites in Grand Theft Auto 5 than there are in all of North Korea. Yeah, this is this is just hilarious. I mean, we've joked about North Korea in the past, but seriously, don't you need to have like power and infrastructure to have internet, which is something that they're severely lacking in? And apparently, you also need content, I would think, to have internet and 28 sites. Imagine those North Koreans there in like the 20 minutes a day that they have electricity. It's like, well, I just hit the end of the internet. Now You can literally do that in North Korea because there's only 28 sites. I hit more than 28 sites like in the first hour of my day. Yeah. Yeah. You know, remember those old army commercials? We do more before 6 a.m. than you, most people do all day. Yeah. We visit more sites before 6 a.m. than North Korea does. Like, ever. Ever. Now, this this article with the really annoying autoplay does point out that North Korea only has 1,024 IP addresses for all 25 million people. <laughs> How do you even respond to that? What do you say to that? My city's local carrier has more than that many IP addresses just for this city. 
My my favorite oh. part of this entire article is a picture down at the bottom, though, where it shows stock footage of a young woman in North Korea using a computer. If you notice very quickly, there's something wrong with this photo, namely that there's no power. So the computer is off. She's hard at work typing into a computer that's off and is evidently from 2002. Hey, that's state of the art in North Korea. It's a Dell. I mean, oh, geez. This story, I mean, there's just so much wrong with this. It's just absolutely hilarious to me. Um, let's uh, jump through here real fast because we're running out of time. Um, also, in horrible hacking news, uh, remember that leak that came out that uh, showed a whole bunch of the NSA's hacks that they've been using against us? Everything that they found is vulnerable that they've never disclosed. Well, a big, pers- a big company that uh, didn't like that was Cisco who tried to immediately start fixing them. But a recent uh, vulnerability company has identified that there are still over 840,000 Cisco devices still affected by the NSA hacks. That's a lot of vulnerable networks. Yeah. And considering that most Cisco devices aren't placed like in your computer, but rather the router or the switch that handles your computer and oh, all the other computers in your neighborhood it means that they only need to hack that one device to get the entire neighborhood, not every individual computer. Yeah. Um, in other news, HP. HP. Oh, this is a douchey thing. Yeah, they pushed a stealth firmware update to their to their printers. Now, that's, that's, that's not to say that the printer is now a stealth device. It's all black ops now. Yeah, a lot of wet works. Um, no, what it means is that HP printers, black ops edition, <laughs> a lot of bro going on there, but yeah, they pushed this update and now it, they don't accept third party cartridges. Yeah. Now on one hand, I kind of get it because there are third party cartridges that can really screw up printers internals, which I, yeah, I I'm with you. I, I get that. They don't want to be held liable for it. But you know what? There's also a lot of cartridges that don't. Why not simply say, hey, look, if you use a third-party cartridge, you've immediately voided the warranty. That would work. And we won't support it. It's Just a- think, I mean, you know people are still going to call. Like, I've got it. I'm on my second Fitbit right now that... It was a warranty replacement, and I called to get another warranty replacement on it the other day. They said, oh, no, you're out of warranty now because we've already replaced it one time. I knew I was out of warranty, but I wanted to try. If you got people who, anytime they use a third-party print cartridge in their HP printer, I mean, if that vi- if that voids the warranty, you're still going to have the calls, people trying to sneak in, hoping that maybe HP won't be douches about it, and they'll they'll take care of it or whatever. So I think you know maybe doing all or or nothing is probably the best way for them to help alleviate some of that workload. However, it's kind of a dirty thing that they did. Yep, because they didn't even tell people. Um, also a dirty thing, and this is our last headline. So uh, Steam, we don't talk about it very often, so I'm hoping that all of our listeners know what it is. Uh, but the game delivery service has decided to uh, yank 
um, some games from a certain developer. Yeah, all of Digital Homicide's uh, games have been removed from from Steam after he decided to sue 100 Steam users who were leaving negative reviews. And he's seeking damages for $18 million for a variety of claims, including harassment, stalking, criminal damage, and criminal impersonation. Uh, how does an internet commenter do criminal impersonation and criminal damage and stalking. And I don't understand this. Yeah. I, especially when it's a negative review on a product you put out there. Yes. And, you know, a lot of people, this developer has kind of been shady in the past, so people aren't really surprised. But, yeah, this Steam kind of went to bat for their users and said, no, you're not going to treat them this way. You're not going to do this. If you don't want reviews on your games, we will no longer carry your games. Which makes me wonder, what happens to all the people who already purchased the games? Can they still play them? What makes me wonder is, were his games any good at, anyway? Uh, I'm guessing no, based on some of the reviews. <laughs> good point. All right, into our favorites this week. Well, mine is a game, actually. Forza Horizon 3 is coming out here. In fact, uh, it's already preloaded onto my Xbox, and it's sitting there doing absolutely nothing um, until the game actually launches on the 27th. Just taking up space. Vexing me with the inability to play. It's but, taunting you. Taunting me, yes. But I also got for free uh, in an Xbox Xbox message, the Warthog from Halo is in Forza Horizon 3. And Microsoft is giving it out. In fact, if you've played the Master Chief Collection or Halo 5, if you, if you have either of those games, if you've played either of them, and you're getting Forza Horizon 3, you automatically get for free the Warthog. Now, if you didn't, you can still earn it and pay for it in-game, you know, with credits or with XP or whatnot. But I'm just excited. This is just going to be fun. There's videos of people in the beta going, like, racing dune buggies, only they're in a Warthog. I'm excited. <laughs> nice. Uh, I also have a game this week uh, for my favorite. It's available on Android and iOS. It is the Animation Throwdown, The Quest for Cards. And it is Fox's new game. It is a card battle game uh, that combines multiple animated shows from Fox. You've got um, Futurama, Bob's Burgers, King of the Hill... Uh, who else? Family Guy and American Dad, I believe, are the, are the games listed or games included. No Simpsons, unfortunately. Um, but this game is highly, highly addictive. It has got great game mechanics. Um, just a lot of fun. Plus, you know, Bob's Burgers, King of the Hill. It's nice to see King of the Hill on a screen again somewhere. Um, so, yeah, check it out if, if you need a good good time vampire in your life. Then who doesn't? I mean, really? <laughs> yeah, really. Who doesn't? Everyone does. <laughs> All right. Well, that is our show this week. Again, let us know what you're thinking. Feedback at StolenDroids.com. Write us some feedback. We might spend 20 minutes talking about it. Give us a call at 801-917-GEEK. Follow us on Twitter. Twitter, not Twitter. Don't do that. 
Swatter is something different. It's something very inappropriate. Um, and uh, yeah, that was sorry. Forget that. And Facebook. And until next time, cheers. Good day. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.